0: Midnight Alchemy with your alchemists, Jason Allen and Holly Jordan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I am only one half of the dynamic duo. She is the yin to my yang, Holly Jordan. Hello, Holly.
1: Hey, Jason. Here we are again. Woohoo!
0: I know we're we're back. <laughs> so, how how are you doing?
1: Awesome. I had my little luggage snafu where I was uh, blessed by the luggage gods on an airplane and, and got to wear someone else's luggage for a brief moment. And uh, I've got the bruised ribs to show for it, but that's okay. Excellent. We're moving right along. And uh, we are going to have a really fun guest tonight.
0: We are. Yes. Yeah, just just uh, before I get into that, though, something popped in my head and I was got that- it. So uh, the luggage god, right? Yes. Is, is that is that like... Dear Sam tonight. Please help <laughs> anyway. Sorry. It just po- it popped in there and I had to share.
1: Oh yeah, I know. You can't yeah, help but,
0: it. You know we do have an awesome guest tonight. Yes, we do. This is yes, going to be do. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Her name is Katherine <laughs> Faye and she you know she is from Pagan Fire which is a cool shop that uh, you know in fact there's one right out here by me out and I'm not going to tell you where I live but uh very cool uh, she is a working psychic and I am excited to hear this is just like Christmas morning hello Catherine
2: <laughs> hello yeah how are you doing I'm doing pretty good it's been a good day today Excellent. I personally love all the rain that, that we've been having. Yes.
0: Hey, tell us uh, before we get in uh, to the the meat of the interview. Tell us a little bit about uh, Pagan Fire.
2: Well, Pagan Fire itself is located in Cornelius, Oregon. I believe uh, Freddie started it in June. Freddie, when did you start Pagan Fire? Uh, June twentieth. June 20th, ah, yep,
0: there's, June 20th, there's, there's the disembodied voice <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah uh considering the fact that they opened in a pandemic i think it's doing pretty good that it's still open now we are looking for investors though oh, cool. to help stock the shelves because the shows aren't doing as well as we'd like covid rules i suppose right Well, it's a
1: wonderful shop. We actually, Doug and I actually went in there this week and checked it out and it's really fun. So I enjoyed it. It was really a a neat little store. So, Freddie, we would like to see more of you whenever you would like to. Did you hear
2: that, Freddie? They said they'd like to see more of you whenever they can. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, why don't you tell uh, all the viewers out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, introduce yourself.
2: Well, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. I've been in Oregon since uh, April 13th, of 2019. Oh, wow. It's been an interesting ride so far. I've been with Pagan Fire since May of last year. Nice. But that's because I was still spending the first three years that i was in oregon trying to follow the mundane life that my parents would have wanted and decided you know i'm tired of doing that <laughs> so uh freddie let me uh rent terror reading space in his shop and thus the crows of fate psychic services were born inside a pagan fire
1: nice very
0: so cool, cool. Hey, tell us uh, what, uh, what sort of stuff does Pagan Fire have? Because I'm going to go down there like tomorrow and I'm going to invade. maybe bring a pup tent. I'm going to forward my mail. Uh, tell <laughs> us uh, what's all <laughs> in Pagan Fire.
2: Well, what's at Pagan Fire right now is a little bit of incense, a uh, few candles. We do have herbs and spell jars, uh, Gehenna Magic, which uh, is done by Cheryl Damien's wife. She does pre-made spell jars for good luck uh home blessing jars, offering jars, love, uh, self-love herb mixes and money potions and stuff. Well, not potions, but herbs for that you can use for money spells and stuff. It's...
0: Cool. I'm going to set up a dump truck for, full of uh, uh self-love spells.
2: <laughs> that would be nice.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh Catherine, um now, how long have you been uh a working psychic? How long? How long have you had this gift? And sub question A: When did this all start for you, or when did you realize that you had this
2: gift? When I realized I had this gift was a long time ago, and I actually started utilizing it, it was last year. Because in the South, if you see something, no, you didn't, kind of thing. <laughs> <both> spiritually, <laughs> and politically. Yeah, it's the same thing all across the board. <laughs> if you yeah. saw something, no, you didn't uh my very well there was like a lot of different psychic existences growing up especially when you go to a church and there's all that negative nonsense but one of the ones that i actually like talking about even though it's a typical story almost everybody has is on trans mountain road where there used to be a bunch of off-roads heading the mines in franklin mountains because there used to be a lot of gold mines is there is still one ghostly miner that will cause car accidents every now and then oh my and one gosh. night my mom and I did see him leaving from my grandma's house to go to our house. Wow. Because the pass was the shortest way. Sure.
1: Well, and right. she
2: decided to drive around midnight and it was kind of weird because I thought it was a homeless dude that was just wandering and my mom didn't stop. And she and I was like, mom, why not? I was like, cause he was wearing mining clothes. I'm like, well, what does that have to do with things? she's like the mine's been closed since the 1950s honey <laughs> oh. oh, party foul wow yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. she also said we weren't supposed to talk to any about it but she's been dead since 2007 so i think we're okay there it's probably <laughs> safe yes it's the, probably
0: great, safe. the grace period is over
2: right right
0: yeah. um so it, it, at a young age uh when you first realized that you had this gift uh, how did you handle
2: it? Like a smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have seen the TV show Psych, right? With Sean Spencer sure. doing the mutton yes. and pretending right, that, right, he's, right. That, that he's psychic. Right. Well, his responses to people were kind of like how I would respond to people. Because sometimes people would be talking and I'd get this, aha, this is what they're actually talking about. right? And I'd say it and they'd be upset with me going, well, you can't really say that. like, But that's what makes sense. That's what I understand. Right, right. So I eventually started becoming a smartest when it came to intuitive, things like that. Okay, fair enough.
1: I, I so should have- when it
2: came to seeing spirits, I never really talked to anybody about it because a few people that I did talk to, they told me I was either insane or I shouldn't really be talking about it because of the state of my soul. Nice. Interesting.
0: I, I, I should have introduced her as Catherine Face, smart-ass psychic.
2: well if you ever met my crows you would definitely have known that already because my crows are sassy as fuck yeah okay (laughs) all
1: right so tell us about your crows what is that explain that
2: well i say my crows because i have only one tarot deck that i currently use and it is nothing but crows oh really cool that artwork is wow it's an that's entire murder of nothing but crows. Nice. And so far, most of the readings have been accurate. Not everybody has liked the readings that they've gotten, but they've all had to say that the, that they understood where the answer was coming from. That just didn't want to hear it. Okay. There's maybe two people that's ever told me that they didn't get the answer that they were looking for, but they were looking for a yes or no answer. And I don't do that with tarot cards. I have Oracle cards for the yes or no's. Gotcha. Because yes or no answers, well, can seem simple but have complicated meanings. You know?
1: Yes, I do. I do
2: understand that. Absolutely.
1: Wow. So can you can you tell us what is the first, like, psychic experience that really stood out in your mind that made you go, "I know I'm different than ever other people"? Can you think about that? And Before my grandma died. died. Okay. And how old? Were and you?
2: after my grandma died. Okay. Well, because. I kept having dreams of my grandma uh, being sucked into a tornado and taken away, a was your oz, you know? But she was in the hospital at the time, so of course that wasn't going to happen.
1: Right. That didn't make well, sense.
2: She dies like five days before Christmas, and for like two months afterwards, every time I go to her house, I see her in the backyard, angry, standing by the light that's out there, just yelling at everybody because nobody's doing what she wanted, which makes sense because... She had a will and none of us were following it because it was stupid. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, her entire idea was to get everybody together for her funeral and everybody had to say nice things about her for her funeral. Oh, that was okay. really hard to do because none of us liked each other or her. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. The only person who could find nice things to say was my mom. I'm sorry. Which awkward
1: at least nobody got to find nice things to
0: say. About. Oh, man. I, can, I can imagine the uh, family reunions,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. Uh, so take us through a day, right? The the, the the okay, I'm gonna say normal day of a working psychic. I mean, uh, how do you approach it?
1: Oh, we lost your sound. Oh, we lost your sound, honey. I- I- Okay, here I okay.
0: am.
2: Do over. <laughs> I approach it one day at a time because honestly, it's been an interesting ride actually being able to talk to people about stuff because I've been able to talk to Freddie about what my crows have said when it came to point out readings to have them come true and him actually seeking advice sometimes when it comes to dealing with things. The only frustrating okay. thing is when they tell me something's going to happen. And I'm not sure when because my crows tell me an investor is coming soon,
1: Okay,
2: but not when but they've been telling me soon since the beginning of the year. So is it like,
1: (laughs) yeah,
2: right. No, I I
1: get that. I get that.
2: Sometimes it's hard
1: to get cooperating entities or spirits to give you numbers that are tangible in the physical world because time is translucent for them. Right.
2: And sometimes spirit doesn't understand the necessity to transfer money. Right. Because they do understand transfer a trade, right. But, America doesn't operate on trade which is unfortunate. Yeah. I personally do for my business but I'm allowed to because I can right. still pay for my business license at the end of the day. Right. And it's all the government really cares about. But when right. you need to put product on the shelf and all of that stuff and it's different. We, yeah.
0: So tell us a uh, tell us a, a good psychic story. I, I would like to hear something please.
2: I think the best one would have been the one that happened at the Ghost Conference. Okay, mostly <clears throat> because it was like the last day there, and I've had a whole bunch of people come in and get readings and like readings and stuff. But the last day I was there, this dad and this son were my first two readings of the day, and they were both super skeptical, but. I pulled the crows for them and got the answers and the answers came as they do like either in bits of pieces of advice or weird little tv snippets right hm. and both of them were very surprised and like wow that actually does does connect with what it is i'm thinking about thank you so much for that advice i can't believe i didn't I can't believe that you're actually accurate, and it's like, all right. I was a little bit offended, but it's still a positive because at least that's like right. Somebody believing in what I can actually do. I also right. got a very good
1: fit. nice. Hey,
0: ha- have you ever been had any readings that have been just uh, well, okay, scary? One something that you've seen that kind of put you back on your heels a little bit.
2: See. That, that would be kind of a different spectrum for me than you, because for you, I've had three different ones that would, could be considered that because they were really toxic relationships. And for me, that's just another toxic relationship I have to you. Few, Like, okay. there hasn't been anybody that's been so bad that the crows are like, this is a bad person, get them away. But there have been a few readings that the person that I was doing the reading for themselves were very toxic and not listening to what the crows are saying. Ah, There's okay. <laughs> been three like that. One was with an RN, another was with these uh, couple that does uh, graveyard shifts. So they come in at night after hours with appointments. And uh, another one was with uh, Karen at the ghost conference. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know Karen? what her name is. I'm just calling her Karen, cause she had the haircut and she was very absolutely certain that I wasn't paying attention to what the answer should be. Oh. Because the answer that I was giving her was that she had to rethink the situation interesting okay yeah
0: so so she so she wasn't really accepting i mean do you get a lot of that people like oh no 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 because you know sometimes they just want you to tell them what they want to hear right they have this sort of Oh yeah uh, we
2: all want that yeah so most people do but the ones who are the worst about it are the ones who look like they have money oh because they're absolutely because I don't know what it is about the mindset, or maybe it's the, how society raised the people with money, but they all believe that their viewpoint of the world is right, and that they yeah. should only be told the things that they understand is right. Uh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: So, okay. Uh, per per example of the reading you did at the ghost conference, okay, without giving names or anything like that, uh, what was it about? I mean, what 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 was said? <clears throat>
2: Well, I didn't. I personally don't get the question from the people that mm-hmm. I'm doing the reading for. But what was going on in the spread that I did was that she needed to look at what she currently had and look at where it was that she wanted to go and then rethink everything because it was only a few cards that came out. Mm-hmm. And she was struggling. And from what I understood from the message I was getting, she was struggling with identifying with where it was that she actually needed to go. Not with where she wanted to go. It's like you need to rethink everything of where you're at. And she didn't want to rethink it. She wanted to be told. And you can't. She wanted
1: to just have you justify what she wanted.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And I I can't do that. Even if I was a, ther- a licensed therapist, I couldn't do that, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you get what you get, right? And, and right. So I mean, it just can't be like tailoring to what you know. You will meet a tall, dark stranger. You know, right. it it has to be what the cards read, what vibe you're getting, or or, or and that's the next question. Next, is a good segue. So, um, how do you? I mean, you do the crows, which I mm-hmm. dig, by the way. That's awesome. Uh, do you get like, and you mentioned like video snippets? Uh, how do you, how do you get this reading? Because I'm I'm very intrigued by it.
2: Well, I'll show you as an example. Okay. All right. Like, let's say you come in for a reading, and Hi, I do my basic I hand you the deck. You think of your question, and while thinking of your question, okay. you shuffle the deck, handle it split it whatever and then depending upon which reading you're paying for I will put out a card and then let's say that the nine of pentacles first comes up that talks about prosperity with friends and moving forward with being able to gather all the buttons that you need and then the will of fortune with change and what be the next one and then of course the nine of cups and then I'll bring out like the three of swords or, and then look the lovers. And as just like my almost basic reading of five cards with the cross of truth, what that gives me and tells me with that pattern is that with where you're at with a whole bunch of fortune and abundance coming, you're going to have a lot of changes coming through that. You're going to have a lot of uh, abundance that you're going to sit on as well. That's going to bring you a bunch of, a lot of changes and stuff and a lot of things that you'll be able to do for other people. But you have to deal with the fact that you've had your heart broken before when you go into your next partnership. Because, and depending upon what it feels like is sometimes these feel platonic. And sometimes they feel like actual relationships. Okay. Depending. And with everything the way that it is now, and the fact that I don't really feel anything, but I'm not really doing an actual reading. Right. I would definitely that this was platonic and business related. You know? Okay. But that was also just the basics of how I do things and sometimes I'll get snippets from movies or like little memes because I remember one reading I did where at the end of the reading the thing that popped in my head when I pulled out the three of wands was we're going on a ship on a magic rocket ship because the three of wands means a new journey and a new horizon and that kept playing in my head or the Disney movie will pop in I do remember one reading where somebody was worried about moving forward and the thing that popped in my head as the advice was RuPaul um, so it's just, it's just a bunch of, it's, it's interesting. It's so kind
1: of maybe, maybe I can interject here, Jason. So what I learned from, from my experience as a psychic is that the spirit is incredibly gracious to the psychic to give us symbols and ideology and images or movies, pictures, like Kat was just saying, that we understand so that uh-huh. we can relate instantly with either an image or a song Or something that we've heard that we go, whatever our our very first thought, whatever the first image that resonates with you, that's the message. That's what's Mm -hmm. relayed. And so when she says she sees a movie, I do the same thing. It's like, oh, I know what that is. That means hot water heater. Or that's what makes me think of watermelon and summer and eating outside or whatever it is. There's an ideology with it. That mm-hmm. helps you connect. The cards are basically like uh, a funnel of information that helps you yeah. to narrow down what the spirit is trying to get to the other person. And so you're you're kind of like you're intuitive in that you're grabbing all this information from the outside universe coming in through a funnel of spirit to give to this other person so they can understand it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You, you know, if you guys do reading for me, then uh, the thing, movie, or uh, image is going to pop in your head as Elmo.
2: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But that okay. also depends on spirit too. Sometimes right. it could just be an animal or something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. Pretty cool. I had. I, I have weird moments when it comes to trying to figure out which Claire I am because I also study Matt Oren's book. Oh, I didn't mean that. What's that? Uh, the Mastery Magic for Psychic Witches. I've also oh. read his first one, okay. The Psychic Witch. And he talks about a little different types of clairs that you could possibly be. And I've right, right. experienced a lot of them. Right. From the synesthesia to the audio to the smells. I, I can't claims. remember the name of them, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like there's so many different types of clairs. It's like, yeah, if you have like this random thing from your childhood, it's like, yeah, that happens a lot. I was walking through the shop the other day and had one of those uh, senses that I smelt my grandmother's thrift shop, which hadn't been open since like 95. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It also doesn't help that the clothing people probably get clothes from the same area. They're just not as well made. Right. That's entirely likely. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, they say the sense of smell is one of the strongest triggers for memory. So uh, yeah, I'm surprised that, that you went there. That makes sense,
0: right? Grandmother's baking bread—what, how? We something that brings you back to right. childhood. What, whatever. That is interesting. Okay, you pulled the book out, and that okay—that set off my antennas.
2: Boo! You know, okay.
0: uh, are are you a witch? I mean, do you—is uh, it Wiccan or? Is...
2: I do identify as a witch. I identify religiously as a pagan because okay, uh, I'm polythesiastic. I believe in all the gods. Okay. I just will only listen to the ones who don't have stupid shit to say, <laughs> which <laughs> is on a spectrum because some people, because that, that's like trying to figure out the politician you like, you know? That was so well said. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, all... That was
2: awesome. Okay.
1: That was perfect. Uh, Good me? job, Pat. That was awesome. Cool.
0: So what is all that involved? I mean, I've always been intrigued by uh, the idea of magic and uh, hermetic sciences, right? Hence the name Midnight Alchemy. Uh, uh, Explain to me a little bit about that, because I literally don't know much about it, and it really... Uh, I really want to know about it. I'm sure a lot of the viewers do, too. Because, I mean, you either you may not know much, or maybe you've read a little bit about something, or word of mouth, well, however.
2: What I do know is that everybody practices magic differently, and the way I do it is definitely more chaotic and eclectic than most, because I don't use herbs unless I'm specifically doing a spell, because most of my spell work is psychic visualizations with a candle. Okay. Like i'll take a candle i'll light it i'll put on meditation music and i'll focus and stare at that trying to figure out what my problems are okay and that's when I get like that puzzle board that some people talk about being in their head so that they can figure shit out
1: okay
2: we do that with the candle magic but when it comes to doing things specifically i kind of follow the old school route like when it comes to making money spells i do pull the ingredients together and create the spell bowl or the money pouch and do it that way as most witches do but I don't burn herbs during my rituals. My rituals are more psychic focused. Uh,
0: interesting. That That's really cool. Now well, you talked about uh, being a pagan and that, Ooh, that excites me too. So uh, what's, I mean, there's like Norse, Norse uh, gods. There's the classical Greek uh, explain, and even, you know, the Romans, but.
2: Well, see, and that's what makes me kind of eclectic is because all the gods that I do listen to don't come from one pantheon because I follow Hecate, Dionysus, Loki, and I've been starting to listen to Lilith a little bit because she has some points, but she's kind Ooh. of a mean girl, so I don't always listen to her either.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, take me through a little bit about Lilith because, you know, you you have the background in uh, Judaism of it, the the deep Kabbalah stuff that I don't
2: yeah. Like, like I will admit, a lot of my issues with Elizabeth first did come from Christian upbringing and being told that she was the bad person, but then finding out that she was demonized as Abraham's first wife made a little bit right. better. Right. And currently, the whole listening to her stuff is that she is a goddess who, follow, who takes care of lost children and is a patron for mothers who have given up their kids for adoption, which I am a mom who has done that. And I've also had my essay problems, which she's also helpful with. Actually, all the gods I listen to uh, have had essay are, are supposed to be helpful with sexual assault and trauma. Nice Loki especially That's amazing.
0: Yeah what, what are some of the other names of the other gods that uh, that have they introduced you as you know a name or is it I, I, I don't know
2: Well like the gods that I do follow the names that I do know is because everybody knows those names like Hecate and Dionysus. they're uh, from the Grecian area Loki is of course Norse. Yeah. Though I think he might actually have some Pictish origins that are hard to find because the Picts didn't really write anything down anyway. Right. And then, of course, Lilith with the whole Judaic stuff. There's also slight differences with uh, Lilith uh, being Lily of the Valley and Mother of Witches in the Mesopotamian era. Right. That also gets kind of confused because of Christianity and Judaism and the whole Abrianic right. slaughter fest that happened thousands of years ago.
0: Right, <laughs> Abrahamic. Welcome to the Abrahamic Slaughter Fest.
2: Well, it might as well be that at this point. Yes, yes,
1: very <laughs>
0: true. That is awesome. I'm gonna remember that for like days on end now. Abrahamic Slaughter Fest. People are gonna <laughs> look at me like, What? Yeah, that's that's well, I was
2: of- first learning about uh Christianity and the whole Knights Templar thing, that's kind of how it came into my head like there was a coliseum of religion and christianity is the one that won
0: <laughs> right that's a very true yeah
2: well and mm. there there is the thought that history is known by
1: its victors, victor's. so a lot yeah, of yeah. times what we do know about our history
2: is very filtered through whoever took the prize right yeah. and the only one who was decent about it was alexander the great who had that great library that the christians destroyed because it did not agree with their right. teachings.
0: Right, yeah. As much as
2: Alexander the Great was a conqueror, he at least kept knowledge. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love the historical stuff. Now you got me going here, Uh, Mm -hmm. because remember back uh, when you're talking about Abrahamic and things, even pre that. I mean, there was there was nothing called Judaism,
1: right? right? (laughs)
0: This this is pre, uh, you know, pre Moses.
1: Right, Uh, you
0: know, Uh, so people forget that though because they always try to put into their connotations for their belief system, right? And so when you tell them that this is all pre, you know, pre-Abrahamic, there was no, you know, there was no label to it. They kind of get their mind blown, you know, because they can't. They want to put it in their own uh, paradigm. Uh, Right. So what do you tell those people, uh, like, uh, if you talk to people about uh, paganism, and the gods, how do you explain it to them? Because uh, when you talk about, like, the gods from the, uh, the Picts, uh, which, if my memory serves me right, is uh, uh, pre-England, pre-British, pre-Roman mm-hmm. rule, pre, you know, just.
2: When they were mostly still tribal? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
2: Yeah. well yeah and the only reason why i think that loki might have been a picked originally is because even in norse uh, mythology there he's talked about being a blue giant and the picks are notably blue in battle yeah, <laughs> right, right.
1: You know?
2: yeah. and, they, I, and they have been known to be taller than most people so that's the only reason why I've ever thought that, but I have a hard time talking to people who currently study the Pictish religions because there's yeah. not much talked about their gods, and they're like, Well, there's no god of chaos or a mischief. It's like, but that doesn't mean that Loki is the god of mischief in the Picts. He's just a god of mischief among the Norse. Right. And the only reason why he's considered a god of mischief is because he had an idea and he fucked it up. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, this. You got to also remember as the Vikings went south into what is today England, right? You Mm -hmm. had these beliefs in the pick. So it's to me, it's entirely not not only possible, but probable.
2: Especially uh, since Loki is Odin's brother by adoption in battle.
0: Yeah. Right. Which probably
2: means that they faced each other in battle. They couldn't beat each other. So it's like, all right, you're my brother now, which is a total Viking thing to do. Right. Like, I can't kill you. So now we're brothers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right in the uh, adoption part too i mean how how what do you uh dissemble that from how uh myths and legends or what have you form because if it did came from the pics that makes absolute sense that it would be an adopted sort of thing as it blends into norse mythology right here i am rambling on sorry about that
2: okay. no it's fine
0: uh, but yeah, that, I'm always intrigued by that because uh, I, I, I really don't know much about paganism. I mean, I do know somewhat from, you know, learning in history about uh, as they contact with civilization, but not a ma- not much about what it is.
2: The sad truth about paganism is we've lost more information than we actually know, because there's a lot of lost religions and lost deities out there that we're discovering hieroglyphs for that we can't actually name those deities because their information was destroyed a long time ago. And there's not even a follower and you could probably piece together who they could have been or what they could possibly stand for by other texts, but that still doesn't say much.
0: Yeah. Could, could that help you? I mean, uh, with the different gods, could, could that help you? In uh, I'm going way out in left field again, so reel me in, Holly. Uh, okay. Uh, help you with your psychic readings, because we're talking about immo- you know immortal beings, and so they 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 know crap, you know.
2: <laughs> well, I think that's why my crows are so sassy because a lot of the uh, deities I follow have crows as their yeah uh, animal, like Hecate and Loki. And I think Lilith as well. I'm not entirely sure about Dionysus, but he's known to have all of the greedy animals. So that makes sense too.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, It's funny too, because when you talk about like uh, different sort of uh, mythologies and belief systems, I mean, the native Americans, Mm -hmm. you know, had that Uh, spirits in the water, in nature, what have you. And so it's funny that you can, look at, and I don't mean funny as in ha-ha, but funny that you can look at different world uh, civilizations, right? And unconnected. And they still have that sort of core same Uh, approach to it that that's always kind of like blown my mind
2: and it's that that actually made me believe that a lot of the gods were the same because there are a lot of native american spirits that have a lot of similarities to norse pantheon gods you know and it's not like it's the universal knowledge like how some greek deities are the same as same some mayan deities it's like all right what if they're the same because the gods are in a different plane than us we don't know how they travel right yeah
1: Okay, so Cad, let me let me reel Jason around a circle here and let me go back to that's something really right. quick. So for somebody that's listening that has never been a pagan or has thought that maybe their religion isn't quite what they wanted it to be or what they need it to be, but they feel called to um, some sort of either worship or some kind of draw to faith, but they're not sure what it is, tell them how you connected with your pagan faith and how that has worked for you what did you honestly feel? as you shifted gears you shifted gears pretty hard that was a pretty big change for
2: well you. part of it helped that i had a therapist to let me know that i wasn't going insane and having did moments and it also happened to be like arguing with the intrusive thoughts in my head because okay. like i've had moments like, one argument that I attribute to having with Akate was, I have given my twins up for adoption, so I need to write out a story that explains why for the people who don't understand. I'm having issues with this, as it is a personal story, and I kind of don't want shit to be out there. Right. And then thinking of the whole thing, like, just let me on fire and throw me through a crowd like a bag of shit, And right? <laughs> and the intrusive thought that I had that I attribute to Hecate was, oh, you mean like Katniss Everdeen being set on fire and going through the crowd? Ah, oh, right,
1: right. right. Uh,
2: all right, fine, then. I can do this like Katniss Everdeen. It's just two right. different types of fire, but whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Holly. But it's kind yes. of intrusive thoughts like that. Okay,
0: okay. Um, with, with this episode, right, uh, yes. I, I want you to make a choice. Okay, uh, we're either gonna have to do a bunch of like cannon shots for the for word. Yes. Yeah. Or, or do we just leave it uh, explicit language get edgy on this episode.
1: We could be edgy and just leave a warning at the front that we are going live. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
0: There a we go. Warning, on there says, <laughs> warning, there's going to be a lot of shit. In this so, episode.
1: so the very first episode, Cat, when he was actually interviewing me after a story I shared from when I was very young and starting into my journey into the psychic world, um, I dropped a couple of bombs in the process. And so he had some, some cannon blast that was going off, but we discussed that in the course of normal conversation, explicits are part of life and we're just going to go with it.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. exactly.
0: So- so if you're six years old out there and you happen to listen to this, don't go to your mom and go, Mommy, what shit? <laughs> Just public service Public service announcement number one. And Karen, you know yep. at the end of the episode, Holly, there will be a public service announcement number yes. two. Uh,
2: that's I all right. try not to cuss that much, but I was raised in the South by a former military father, and I was a trucker. so That'll do it. That'll,
0: That'll do it. it. Yep. Let's...
2: Okay. So, Way. let's
0: dovetail back in uh, back into the psychic uh okay. work now um when you first become a psychic i mean you learn that these things uh, come into you right uh and we learn now about how and what type it is okay so uh let's take it one step further and uh when you are some people that have uh, psychic readings or, or so forth, uh, are you able to translate that over to them? Uh, and we talked a little bit about this before, but uh, into something that uh, even a uh, okay, even a uh, a shithead can understand.
2: I like to think I do, but that's mostly because of how the information comes out, like with little pop culture references and stuff, because everybody understands pop culture references. Yeah. right? I wish uh, either one of you had a reading for me, because then you would understand the discourse that comes back and forth, because it is talking about each card, and how things come out, and how I feel that card is related to the reading specifically right. with that person, and that's usually when the information comes in with a bit of either pop culture reference, movie reference reference. A uh, book I've read, or something, because I have consumed a lot of different media over the years, right? Trying to ignore everything,
1: <laughs> right? Right? No, I get it, I get it. So, how did you fine tune your psychic gifts? Did you go to classes? Did you read up on it? How did you get started?
2: Um, the I've had random readings and books throughout the years the fine tuning of what to listen to and what not listen to just came with practice every day because I couldn't quite shut everything off. Plus yeah, my mom had, my mom had taught me a way to like just pretend it didn't exist because there was a certain way the world had to exist, except that world was very bland and very two dimensional. Okay. Okay. So it gave me room to explore everything else psychically especially when you're a child who has to sit there and sit quietly matt actually talks about it in his book sometimes that when you just have to sit there and sit quietly you can still just play with the energy around you interesting that's clever and i learned to do that a lot i just learned not to talk about it
1: right
2: (laughs) i found my first deck in 2015 oh wow okay yeah, there was a shop near this church I was going to, and the deck had a cross on the back of it, and it amused me, so I picked it up. Yeah, and I hadn't actually given anybody else readings with that deck, but I brought it with me to Oregon. Lost the kings in that deck. Have no idea where they went. Interesting. I was uh, It was suggested to me that I can ask spirit where the kings went, and where they went would probably tell me whatever lesson it was I needed to learn. But I am stubborn, and I don't want to care. but I was able to find my crows and the ironic thing about my crows is I had a choice between them and the supernatural deck uh at the time because that was all I could afford and it's like no I'm going to take my reading seriously so I picked up the crows and I've been having really decent accurate readings with them and been able to read for other people nice fairly well so when
1: somebody when somebody wants to get a reading from you how would they go about doing that how would they work that out how would they get a hold of you
2: well they would call the number which is definitely on the website and i know you guys have i need to find the business we'll make sure oh, yeah. post it. okay we'll make sure i'm it for you yeah but they can call the phone number to make an appointment okay uh or they can show up to the shop and ask me it's i have walk-ins available because sometimes i do have walk-ins available nice and we can discuss what kind of draw they want if they want an easy draw of five car of less than 10 cards okay and we can negotiate those prices or if they want an in-depth then i will offer them the cross of truth or not the cross the celtic cross the full okay. spread and i will take them to my tarot reading space uh explain to them that they just have to think of the question while shuffling and uh and splitting the cards and when they feel done with the deck they hand it back to me and i pull the cards from there and then we will start the discussion off sometimes it lasts 30 minutes rarely it goes an hour but when it goes an hour they really really want to talk about what's going on and i i always end up pulling an anchor after that because that usually means that we ended it with a bad card like the devil or the tower it's like all right so how do we resolve that right. because while it isn't ending it just also it, it's not the end it's just How your current situation is going to end up, and there's a way around that, and that's where you go to the anchor. Gotcha. I did read a lot of things and suggestions in books that says that you can pull the anchor for yourself that you don't have to tell the person about, but it will help you discuss what's going on. It's like, then why pull the anchor at all? Right. But that's everybody's different thing. I was told by Anya Sullivan, who does tarot reading herself, and she works out of If the Broom Fits, that you tell your customer whatever you want to tell them and if you decide to hold some cards back from them then you're holding stuff back from your customer and that's on you gotcha Gotcha. interesting hey uh everybody has their own personal
1: view yeah
2: of course
1: holly go ahead i was gonna say so do you ever do readings on the phone or did you do any readings with COVID on zoom or anything like that
2: no i started doing readings last year when COVID uh ended i they hadn't read for anybody during COVID because I didn't even want to. The only person I've ever done readings for the phone over was my friend. is my friend Jasmine who lives in Odessa, Texas, but we went to high school together. Gotcha. I haven't met anybody I felt like I wanted to do a phone reading for because that's a lot of energy to go across distance.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Hey, um, when you were lear- uh, learning about your psychic gifts, did you have any like mentors? People that helped guide you?
2: Officially, no. It was one of those where I had to let my intuition lead me to the books that helped me the most. Because I was in Texas. And trying, and trying to find the right person to talk to was really hard. <laughs> because sometimes my intuition would tell me that this person will have the information I want. But then that person would be, well, I can't give you that information because the state of your soul and what would your parents think kind of thing. Yeah. So it oh, had wow. to be uh you know kind of like how they teach you to pray in church like okay what is it that i could use that could actually help me and then
0: yeah got it.
2: grab the book that my finger stuck to right gotcha uh, that uh
0: that brings me to my next question uh what sort of uh what sort of books did guide you i mean the uh
2: mostly fiction books uh mercedes lackey uh her entire valdemar series helped Maren Samir Bradley, her series actually helped a lot, especially when it came to the psychic focusing and visualization thing. Interesting. But that's probably, but that's because she used actual things that came from books in the eighties. Ah. And if anybody right now talks badly about Maren Samir Bradley, it's because of the child molestation charges and stuff, which has nothing to do with the information that she has, because she has good information. She's just not that great of a person. Interesting. One of those things. Gotcha.
0: Um, I like asking this question because uh, there's a there's a bunch of different takes on it, and that is um, if you're somebody and, and you realize that you have this sort of gift, right uh, what what advice would you tell them?
2: Well, the first off is that if you feel insane, it's fine because the world is insane.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: and there is no such thing as coincidence So if there's too many patterns coming along that has coincidences you probably should start looking into figuring out how to center and ground yourself because that's step one in learning how to shield yourself and to block the things that you don't want because there, is, there's this thing that i like to call a cosmic shield where you could just shield yourself from everything but that's literally everything all information all input you can't even receive minor information from the person sitting next to you mm. and as a psychic well that's sensory deprivation is great it's also very isolating yeah okay. so if you learn to ground and center then you could figure out which information is good and which is bad and you don't have to do the cosmic shell
0: gotcha okay let, let's transfer that question uh from uh to uh paganism how does someone find out about that
2: well honestly, pagan for the little definition of about paganism is if you decide to step away from Christianity, you thus then become pagan because yeah. you decide to follow a path that's not with what's the general rule. Sure. and Christianity, Judaism, and uh, well the three the yeah. top Abrahamic religions are yeah. not considered paganism because they're the top religions right which is a little annoying, but that's how it is. <laughs> okay. I am an eclectic pagan because I have an eclectic beliefs system. And I follow a very personal moral code, as in, if it doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother you, then I don't give a shit.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which right. is the simplest way to put it, but then it gets kind of complicated because everybody else is like, but you have to have specific rules for certain things. Yes. I have my boundaries. And if my boundaries are stated and then violated, then you're the asshole. But if my boundaries are not, stated but still violated then that's forgiven once Uh (laughs) there's that whole thing because you can't declare war against somebody who didn't know where your borders were right now if you figure tell them where it is and they still want to be dicks anyway then war can be declared otherwise
0: um where, uh, cause I mean, obvi- obviously, if, if somebody wants more information and they wanna uh, learn more about paganism, uh, obviously they would fi- wanna find other like-minded uh, people. How, how do they do that? In, in a world oh. that just has the three Abrahamic you know, religions, how do they do that?
2: Well, there's this wonderful thing called Other Worlds of Wonder. Uh, Freddie, what's the website? It's www.owow.org.
1: Freddie, Freddie, the,
2: disembodied the other was. world's a wonder. Is it the uh, oh wow.org? Yeah, yeah. So if they go to www.ow.org, they could email people there because there's a whole bunch of different, yeah, uh, houses, and everybody has a different religious preference when it comes to those houses, yeah and their own UPG when it comes to the Wiccanism and pagan practice, we're actually having a, they're holding a midsummer event where kids are included and they're actually looking for volunteers for that event. And it's a great way to get connected with the pagan community. Nice. Other worlds of wonder. Oh, wow.org.
0: Yeah. I want to learn more about that. So I'm going to go to that website. Can you please give the URL again?
2: www.owow.org. O W O. W, other worlds of wonder
0: you know that may be the coolest url ever
2: i know that is right cool. i
1: love that
0: i <laughs> know uh, we we kind of have a uh, pedestrian sort of url you know the on <laughs> show.com. Uh, and it doesn't have that it doesn't have that oh wow factor to it, it doesn't doesn't sizzle right so, yeah uh you know catherine it has been an awesome interview with you I, I i love uh i love the the language too because you know i usually we have to conform you know and everything like that it is so cool to let loose and just, right and just go right um hey holly, holly we to talk yes. about my gifts
2: for once well yeah that's awesome yeah,
0: that is very cool holly um before we go Yes. Do you have any questions? Because I realize I, I just I just realized that I have been monopolizing a lot of the questions, and maybe I should just shut the hell up.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think you did a good job, Jason. Because I think one of the most important things we want to do with especially with Gab is help people to find her so they can right. work learn her, her gifts. Right. And and it's always good, Kat, that we got a chance to hear about how you got started and what your decisions were to move forward in your life. Because that's the whole purpose of our podcast. Right. Is we want people, one, to have a safe place to talk about whatever it is in the paranormal universe, whatever that looks like for you, whatever happens with you. We want a safe place for people to talk because we right. need
2: we need I'd same. also like to introduce more people to my crows. crows. They are awesome. Exactly.
0: Do you That's have awesome. names to these crows?
2: Specific, no. The Each crow... The crows are only named by their specific card, as they already oh. are. Oh. I don't name them specifically myself, besides them being a murderer, because there's more than 100 of them. Gotcha. Nice.
0: Because I, I, I was looking forward to names like Harvey and Waldo... You know, maybe throwing an Oliver. Why not?
2: There's um, way too many crows to name that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, once again, it's been an awesome interview. I I love it. Just kind of winging it and having some fun here. Uh, we're definitely gonna have to get you on uh, again sometime. And I oh, am going. To. To, I'm gonna visit Peg and Fire, man. I'm I'm going in there. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a day of it. Maybe a picnic or something. You know.
1: There we go. And, uh, <laughs> Sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this has been great. Um, any final last words, Holly?
1: So. We want to thank you again kat and thank you to freddie even though he didn't get to pop in but we got to hear a little bit about the store which was awesome and for anyone that's interested in the store um we encourage you to look on facebook or to look online and to find them and contact them they do have an online store and they do have a physical brick and mortar store that we'd love for you to go see and for anyone that might be an angel investor Here's a store that's definitely fledgling that made it through COVID that needs to continue because they provide a service to the community that is few and far between. There's not a lot of stores that do what they do. And we need our stores of the paranormal and unusual as much as everything else. I know.
0: It is so underserved.
1: Yes, it Uh, is. It's a very underserved part of the community.
0: Right. I want to open up uh, a a shop uh, and use it the same name as in Ghostbusters, you know. That? Uh, what, what was that name you know where uh uh accurate in i think the second movie he's uh, working in this uh store i
1: have to think like, about that i should know that
0: yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back and watch it just like
2: okay. okay and then
0: i'm gonna open up a store with that name on. okay yes. that was
2: awesome
0: yeah
2: the uh, cult shop was in a uh, ghostbusters afterlife Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie too. Whatnot? I can't October.
1: wait. I can't wait. December twentieth.
0: Yeah. Oh, December twentieth. Here I was. Off yeah, like that's months. the
1: that's the newest the newest uh part of the group of movies that are the. Oh, nice. That I love so much. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you corrected me too because I said something like October, and if someone yeah. actually listened or watched it and they stood in line for an extra two months, dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah uh so all right let's close this out. Uh also quick reminder pagan fire the the fire part is F Y R E so that yes, way you don't yes, go yes. to some pagan fire IRE they don't right. want they don't get your business man.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah get in there today do some shopping it's fantastic. All right Holly for uh for the magnificent holly jordan i am jason allen and this has been midnight alchemy we will get back to you very very soon you didn't say the lions you didn't do it public service announcement
1: hang on to your butts that's
0: right public (laughs) service announcement number two is if you're going to hang on to your butt please use both cheeks All right, guys and gals, this has been the Night Alchemy, and we will see you again a very, a very soon a Revert Air show.